seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farrag and welcome to Get to Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behavior. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to a guest speaker. Genuine people here to have insightful conversations. My guest speaker today is a serial entrepreneur, six-figure Amazon seller, IT consultant, and the host of the 10 Million Journey podcast, where he shares how he scales his business from $200,000 to $10 million. He was born in Eastern Europe, but realized that his ambition can't be realized where he was. So he moved to Canada at the age of 21, changed his career to software developer, and worked in some of the world's most successful companies. But even then, that was not enough. And soon, being tired of working for somebody, he started his side hustles, an agile consultancy and Amazon and Amazon business. In three years, he grew agile consultancy to six figures. And in the next three years, Amazon did the same. He is also a man who focuses on his health and fitness and challenges his limits. As a challenge, he completed one of the hardest triathlon races in the world, Ironman Canada, within six months of preparation. He is now living the digital nomad journey with his wife and his son, traveling the world since 2019, welcoming Anatoly Spector to get to know you. Welcome, Anatoly. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So excited to have you here. So I think it'd be great for the listeners. A fantastic thing would be for you to tell us about your podcast, the 10 Million Journey podcast. Tell us a bit about that and how how it got started. Yeah, for sure. I've been selling on Amazon for about three, four years now, and it's been a rough journey. Amazon is, as any any online business, very hard. So I've been trying scaling, trying a whole bunch of different things, being so stressed out. And then I thought, a lot of people are going for the same thing. And uh, I also need some accountability because I really want to grow this thing. So at some point I decided, why don't I share my whole journey, whatever I'm doing, what works, what doesn't work. Some some episodes are, I'm so stressed out. I'm saying nothing works and I want to close it. That one, I'm like, I'm the happiest guy in the world. So I decided to do it and I record almost every day. So I record small snippets. I'm telling people how much I earned today, what I did, what's working, what's not working. And uh, I had a great response. People wanted me to be to help them, to uh, give them advice. And uh, yeah, it's been 50 episodes at this point, and uh, I'm pretty happy about it. It's all about online business strategies, mindsets. Not only Amazon, because it's really important to sort of get in the right mindset. So I talk about values, mindset, strategies, and just. I help people and share my story. I'm not a guru. I'm not like a super millionaire or whatever. Just regular guy who wants to have freedom, surf, and enjoy life with his family and friends. So that's what that's, I'm doing. That's fantastic, Anatoly. I love that, and you're right. Like you know, I like I like how you're quite humble about it. And and so many people nowadays, you know, almost a lot of people want to work online or be online entrepreneurs, not just any entrepreneur, but specifically online entrepreneurs, especially with the whole current situation at the moment. So I love that you're able to do this and you've only started in last year. So like to get us in to move around and, and everything. So that's really fantastic. And you're currently at the moment, you're in Portugal. 
Yeah, I've been uh, traveling around. So last week when we spoke with you, I was in Budapest, and now I'm in one of my favorite places in the world, Lisbon, Portugal. It's sunny outside. People surf here. People enjoy life. It's very chill. I love it. That's fantastic. That's so, so, so great to hear. So I guess, you know, like this, this question, listeners, is what is the thinking and behavior that's needed to become an online entrepreneur? I guess what, where I'd like to start is really at the beginning. Like what are some early on things that you need to really kind of start instilling in your behavior or your habits and routines, like to get started? Like what, if you can remember back as to when you got started, I guess now you know what was good and bad and like things you could have done better. So what would you say would be like the beginnings of getting started to become like an online entrepreneur? Yeah, and this is a really good question. And unfortunately, a lot of people uh, are taught in a mindset to be an employee. So if you think about it, we go to school, it's all about getting a good grade, following some plan, getting a good grade. Then you go to university and they say, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to, I don't know, be someone, just uh, finish this and get a job. And I think a lot of people are in this mindset, I need to get a job when I'm done. And I was in the same mindset as well. I was like, shit, I need to get a job. I need to do everything I can to study very well to get a job. And I did study very well. I, I was in a business school first I didn't like, and I quit it. Then I went to software development. I did study amazingly well. I was an honor list, so I was a really good student there. And uh, then I, I went to a job, and I loved my job, but it's still something in, in me was like, okay, I'm bringing so much value for someone else. I'm not building any assets. Even though I love this and it always ends because somebody else has made some decisions when you work for somebody that you cannot control and then everything goes haywire. Like it happened to me so many times. So being the startup, I love it. I build systems for them and then somebody else would like, doesn't get funding or something would happen and it would just be crushed and I won't have a job or I'll, it's, it'll be so toxic, I will leave and stuff like that. I had it multiple times. At some point, I thought, I cannot continue like this. I need to build something on my own where I can feel comfortable. And this is a big shift mindset shift because uh, you're working for somebody, even you love your job, it's amazing, but you need to understand that if COVID happens, if anything happens, you might lose your job and there'll be nothing there. So even if you don't want to be a full-time entrepreneur, that's totally fine. Then you start building assets. And that's something that was in my mind that changed. And that's when I started. I had a blog at that point, well, I think programming blog. And I was like, how can I monetize that? So I started putting some ads in there, getting a little bit of money. And I was like, okay, I know this thing called Agile. It's like how do you how you transform uh, software development teams, how you help them perform. And I was really good at that because usually people who go into this niche, they are product owners or business people. But I was a developer. And if mm. I'm a developer... People who work with me, technical people, they trust more people who already been for that and understand them better. So that's, I was like, this is my unique proposition. I'm a developer who also is a well-spoken. I can speak to developers. I can speak to business people. So for me, I should open an agency and start helping people slowly. I open a YouTube channel, which actually now brings me quite a quite normal amount of money for me to sort of uh, enjoy it and, and build those videos. But this is an asset. So I started building some assets. If you can do it slowly, you should do it slowly. If you don't know where to start, you at least start thinking where to start. So this needs to happen. It's a constant, I think, the habit that you're talking about. What habit do you need? The habit is to start looking for opportunities, start building something and start trying. Because if you don't try, I was always thinking I'll be 
entrepreneur at some point. And we always have that. Oh, at some point, I'll have my own business. At some point, I'll be rich. Mm. This point will never happen if you don't put your mindset, if you don't do stuff. And that's a big sure. thing as well. Uh, if, I don't know, the rare people are who uh, get their career and earn million dollars, like this almost like 1% of those people, even if you're the best, like if you're a developer and you're the best developer, you'll be earning maybe $200,000, $300,000, but you won't be earning, your expense will go up, you'll get family, and it will never be enough. The only way how you can get raises, you can get enough money to to live, and also have free time is to do something yourself. Sure, sure, absolutely. That's fantastic. So you started the agency, that's where you started, and and through, before the agency, you started the YouTube channel. And yeah, a YouTube channel was connecting to connected to an agency, so I thought, okay, I know ah, a lot okay. about Agile, and I'm, yes. I should share my Agile knowledge with the people. So I just started to create a videos where I talk about Agile. There are some software tools people use. I would talk about those tools, and people would be like, okay, Anatoly knows this stuff, and I need people like Anatoly to help my company. Mm. So they would call me up and say, can you set me up something? It won't be very often. I probably in... Uh, three, four years that I might have like five clients, but they're pretty big clients. They're paying and I don't have to sit next to my computer all the time. So it will be like meetings. We would sit down. I would tell them what to do or I'll set stuff for them or I will outsource it to someone else who can help me do that. But essentially, yeah, at at least it will be something on my own and while building YouTube channel, I would monetize it with ads as well. Now I build a course and people would just get this and I I would earn some money that way. Fantastic. So you basically, you, did you at that time leave your job or you didn't have a job and you started monetizing through, I guess you, you provide a service to your pup, to your people. So would you say that, you know, although you have the YouTube channel, you're not just making your money from the YouTube channel, you're making money because people need your service. So they're asking you to, so they're, you're, they're paying you for your service that you give them with, yeah, the whole, and- with the whole agile agency. Yeah, speaking about leaving the job, also something I don't recommend, and I did not leave my job. I had a job that was very flexible. I had a remote job that I could do. I was very good at what I was doing. So I had a little bit of free time to to spend on this, and I would spend it on weekends as well, before Mm. work, after work. So I would still be building this, and it does not require that much time. For me to create those videos would require maybe five hours a week. But it, like if you do it every week, you get a lot of videos. And I have about, I don't know, maybe 200 videos now, 150, 200, I don't know. And uh, people are watching. And uh, I think I have uh, maybe 2,500 subscribers at the moment. And uh, people will watch about 20,000 views for the most videos. So it's not very active. But because people really like it, they watch till the end. I could make I don't know, $700, $800 from it a month just by going from the ads. And then all those people who are watching, they also need more because mm. you can watch something, but then somebody needs to go on your company and implement that. So also I would take some time off from my work. I would say, I have a training to do. We had a training in Jamaica. I would say, I have a training oh, to wow. do. So <laughs> I'll take unpaid or if I have vacation, I'll take vacation days and I will fly to Jamaica. I'll do the training. Then I come back to work. Because I always like, I was accumulating some money so I could invest in other stuff, which was essentially my main thing is still Amazon business because it's more passive. And I really like how uh, you can build something that will work for you. So if I launch a couple of products, I, they, in, if I launch them well, they will sell themselves. So all I need to do is replenish them, maybe do some advertising, but it's pretty sort of 
does not take much time, I guess. So yeah, Amazon, Amazon and other things like YouTube that are passive, I think are the best assets because in this, let's say COVID hits and nobody's hiring consultants. Like, what do you do? Well, I have YouTube channel and I have a couple of products on Amazon just bring me some money so I can, I can survive. I think that's very important. The assets, building an assets, some assets may be active, but most of them should be passive. When I say passive, it doesn't mean you don't have to work on them, period. You mm. do have to work on them. But when you sleep, they can still bring you money. So sure. I can work for, on them eight hours a day. It's fine. But I need them to bring me money 24 hours. Yes. Yeah, that, I get I what think, you mean. I think that's important. Sure, sure. So, would you say to to for your products to to sell and for your would that would you be investing like the job that you have that you had you were using the money to invest in advertising to 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 allow your products to sell and for your consulting agency and and on the YouTube channels was that where you investing your money that you that you making part part of it yes and part of it also uh, one asset will generate money for the other asset. So I, I did not have to survive on those on money from Amazon and on money from YouTube because I could work mm. and support my family on that money. But this will be just sort of uh, organically growing. And then some, and I would have to put some money into Amazon, but at some point it would start to sort of uh, break even. Same with uh, Agile, I guess. YouTube, you don't have to put much money because I was doing mostly stuff myself. I have a couple employees, but they are sort of contractors. They would edit some of my videos and put them on, on YouTube and do some a little bit of advertising, but it doesn't cost that much. And the same with Amazon. We'll have a couple people who we assemble for the team of the launch. A couple will help us support it, but it won't be that crazy. So I would work, earn some money, support my family, part of it. Like the gigs I would do, like let's say I would go to my consulting gig and get lots of money for like a training, I would take this money and pour it right into a business right away. Yeah, that would ah, be Ah, fantastic. And so at this point right now, are you working for another person? Like you're doing remote work for somebody else or are you still only working for yourself? Yeah, so uh, I do have clients. I don't work for someone else anymore. So I do have a client, one client that I help with development. I was working for them, but then... They didn't have enough work for me, so I moved. I said, okay, let me be contractor. I'll just work. You will work for, with my company. So this is I'm doing. It's not very often. It might be 20, 30 hours a month. So it's it's like it's not much. But it brings me some, some income to, again, not to spend it uh, on my business, maybe to support my family while I don't take it from the businesses. Then I do have clients for my consultancy as well, agile consultancy. And uh, those come and go. But again, yeah, I, I work with them. So it's, it's my business. And I have this Amazon business as well that, uh, that I'm growing. Yeah, that's fantastic. So what would you say, like, okay, if you started your, your ad agency, what, what, what's happening in your, in your routines? What are you doing daily? What are you doing daily and then weekly and then monthly, I guess, to, to grow, what, to grow your, your online business? Yeah, so thing number one is to set goals and to set, I, I guess, before even that, to imagine a life that I want to live. So I think it's important where you go somewhere to understand where you want to get. A lot of people don't do that because they think, okay, it's impossible. For me, I would like to travel around the world. I would like to surf. I would like to spend time with my son, with my wife, with my dog. I just want to have more fun and I just want to enjoy the world. Uh, which actually, that's exactly what I'm doing right now, which sort of I'm getting to to, to where I want to be. Um, 
what I was saying. And uh, I think that's important to create a vision. First of all, you create a vision. My vision is I want to have a life of freedom. I want to have an impact. I just want to, I just want to live freely and uh, control my time. And then from then, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, what I need to do? I need to build the assets. So then I think what else I can build? For me, it's Amazon. I like to build products. It's Agile Consultancy because this is my competitive advantage. Do you mind if I quickly ask you, what kind of products are you selling on Amazon? We're selling nutritional supplements. Oh, uh, okay. So, and we're doing it because they are very competitive. So if somebody's listening and they're like, I want to sell nutritional supplements, I kind of don't recommend listen to my podcast. In every episode, I'm saying like how much shit we have every day because, <laughs> because of the fact that we are selling them. So it's, it's not easy. So I would recommend somebody to start Something with something. Something else. Yeah, yeah. So just full disclosure, we have sure, lots sure. and lots of issues on them. But <laughs> they are consumable, so people keep on buying them. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I also wanted to do. So that's sort of uh, the big thing about them. Um, and I was saying, so when you have a vision, then I need to create routines. What am I doing? Exactly yes, what, you're what are you doing? So first of all, if I'm working, and I was working at that time, I need to wake up early. So I need to wake up. I need to also keep my mind sharp. I know that if I eat bad food, I will not have energy. I know if I don't work out, I don't have energy. So I would wake up. I would uh, go for a run. Then I would uh, eat some healthy food. Right now, I do intermittent fasting. I fast for 18 hours. But at that point, I would eat something healthy. Then I would go in early, early in the day do some work or play with my son first. So I, I do stuff that family is first for me. I mm. do family stuff. Then I would do some work. Uh, I would focus. Again, I would have a list of goals I need to do. I need to contact people. I need to do this, this, and that. Oh, it's hot in here. <laughs> it is hot. <laughs> so I would do these things. And then I would like, okay, I'm ready. And then I would take a break and then I would spend time with my family or do some other work. But I would, I would schedule chunks in my work and I would do like maybe work on Amazon, then I would go to gym uh, to take my mind off this, then I will work on my development job, then I would take a break and then maybe I'll play with my son and after, after that I would just go and work on something else. But A, I also I would take breaks in the middle of the week. So people say, oh, Saturday and Sunday we need to take a break. I would take breaks and let's, right now I don't work on Wednesdays. I don't work on Wednesdays because, well, if I want to go surfing, nobody's there on Wednesday. Everybody's there on Saturday and Sunday. We can go to a zoo. We can have fun. Not too many people. And it breaks your week very nicely. So I, I usually don't work on Wednesdays and Sundays, sometimes Saturdays as well. It depends. But, yeah, those routines. So keep my mind sharp, keep my body, and this allows me to continue and work hard. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess like it seems like if you break up your day, really, it's like, okay, yeah. what am I, you know, are you, I want to clear my mind. So like your family and just your health and, and doing spending time with your family. I love how that's fair, that's comes first for you. It, you. You know, you you step into the working hour on a clear mind, like uplifted because you, you spend a great time with your family and uh, you break that up. So it's like, what are you doing? Like two hour work on Amazon and then you go to the gym or like what's kind of, you know, is it two hour slots that you're doing? Uh, it could be. I mean, usually if, if you're asking about the time, uh, I would go to work about at 11 probably. I would start working because I spent time with my son beforehand. Then 11, I would be at work. I would work until two. Then I would go to gym, maybe eat again, go back home, eat and then I would go at like four 
again, maybe two hours, four to six. I would work on something else. Then I would come home again, play with my son. He goes to sleep at eight. Then I would do some other work, some more work. Or uh. just hang out with my wife. So it depends. Days are not the same. I, if I don't have to work, again, for me, it's fun. I want yeah. a life of fun. That, yes. That's my thing. So uh, the less I can work, the better. That's why I spend a lot of time hiring good people who can help me out. So if I see I'm doing something over and over and over again, it's not good. I hire someone to help me out with that. Even though I'm getting less money in, I have more free time. That's more important for me. That's fantastic. That's a great point that you raise. You hire somebody. If you can't do it well, you hire somebody else who does. So, I, yeah. but in that point, like a lot of people, like I met, like listen to a lot of these different online entrepreneurs and they, and they do all these and they, they, a lot of them recommend this. If you can't do it, hire someone else that can. But it's like, you know, in, in, in that situation, in many situations, like you don't have the funding to hire somebody. Yeah. So it's less expensive than people think it is. I never hire employees. I do hire contractors. Oh, okay. so I, hire, I hire people like Upwork and Fiverr and the jobs they do, let's say somebody needs to create a label for a product. I can't create a label for a product. Somebody needs to social media. I'm better social media. Somebody needs for my podcast that intro, outro, and post it in five places. I have no idea how to do it. The only thing, or my wife is my partner in business as well. So she is doing some parts of it. She's good at operations, at taxes. I have no idea anything about financing, operation, and taxes. All I do is strategy, partnerships. I find people. I make sure that I sell them our idea. And I find manufacturers. I find suppliers. Um, and I do some work with um, freelancers who are doing labels and creative work for us. So... I rarely in my businesses, apart from the agile consulting, where only I can do stuff. But there are also some things that I don't do, like editing videos and uploading them to YouTube. I don't know how to do it. I don't have time to do it. It will take me forever. So I hire people. It doesn't cost me a lot to let me give you some examples because people are thinking, well, Natalie, for you, like a thousand bucks, not a lot. No, it's not a <laughs> thousand bucks. It's um, to uh, the social media girl who's doing it for us. I might be wrong because I'm not paying her. My wife is on that side paying her. But I think she's doing it for about, I would say, $70 a month. I might be 70. wrong. 70 yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That, that the you're, guy that, who, yeah. yeah. The guy who, who else? The guy who's doing labels, it costs about $25 to do one label. The guy who's doing images for us might cost 200 bucks to do images. The... Uh, People who do like something, if something breaks, like we need like new domains and stuff like that. Mm. I don't, even if I'm a developer, but I'm a developer, I like to develop stuff. I don't like to go and like buy some domains and stuff. So sure. this will cost us about like, 50 bucks to do everything with it that I need for like, a, he can spend like two days on 50 bucks and do everything. So it is cheap. People don't understand how cheap it is. People just yeah. in this mindset that I need to do everything myself. If you do That's everything right. yourself, you do not have time to do what matters. Yeah, so, that's a great point. There are things that can sort of drive your business forward. For me, those things are finding new partners that can sell our product, find people who can help us out, like good advertisers or stuff like that, find suppliers who are really good who can work with us in Amazon business, finding clients for my agile consultancy business. Those are and keep those clients and give them value. So this is the, what I do. This is, this is what brings business forward. 
There are stuff that also bring business forward, but I, if I would do all of them, I won't have any time. So that's why I always outsource. Always. That's fantastic. And where would you recommend people to outsource from? Like people who are starting off in their online businesses, what, what, what would you recommend? Yeah, the easy, I would start really, really easy. First is Fiverr because there are multiple sites. I use two sites, I think. Fiverr and Upwork. Upwork is when you need longer contracts, social media girl or the guy who uploads videos for me. They work uh, maybe a couple hours every single week. So that's why it's open contract. But if you're just starting out, if you want to try it, Here's a good example. I have my podcast and I have social media there. I really am not good at social media, but I need some cool social media templates because posts need to look amazing and my posts are look crappy because I'm doing them myself. You can go check it out. They do look pretty crappy. So I would go <laughs> and I would type uh, social media templates. I did it just actually before this, this, this call. Yeah. Social media templates. The guy who it costs about 30 bucks, he could do me five templates. They look amazing. He had like, I don't know, 500 good reviews. People love him. And it would take me to do, I don't know, maybe two days. It takes him to do one day and I just pay him this money. I forget about it. He brings it to me. It's really good. So something like that. Figure out things that you're not... A, you don't want to do. Some of the things I just don't want to do. Taxes, I'm really nervous and I'm feeling the form. I don't do taxes. That's why we have accountant, bookkeeper, and my wife sort of is the one who uh, facilitates that. The other thing is uh, things that takes lots of time. Social media, it takes lots of time. If I would do posts for, I don't know, I have Agile Consultancy. I have two podcasts. I have... Uh, my business, Amazon business, it's, it's a brand, so you need to do it. If I would do social media for all of this, spend all day because I'm better at that. I know how to do it. So it's much easier to pay $200, $300 to people who can do all of it for you. So you just enjoy it. They're much better than you. The third point is people are much better than you. Some people are. I would think that I'm the best social media poster, but then looking at other people, I know that I'm pretty crappy. So you need to understand critically if this is something that you're good at. If you're a designer and, or you're a social media manager, well, take care of your social media. If you're not, just hire someone. It's not expensive. Sure. Would you recommend, though, like when would you recommend someone to outsource? Do you think in the beginning of their online business, maybe six months in, or when, when is the right time to outsource people? So you're not right kind away. of just losing your money for right away. Yeah, I would think right away. But don't do, don't outsource everything. Try it right away. I always say, do it right away. Do something small. Let's say you can find 50 bucks. Like don't buy, I don't know, lattes and Starbucks. I don't drink coffee, so I have 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't buy Starbucks for a week and then spend this money and try it out. It might not work. Some people are not, not as good. Like some contractors are pretty bad. So you might get bad quality, but at least you're going to try it out. So outsource some things right away. It's not as expensive. So there are things that are pretty cheap, like really cheap to do. So find, find what takes your time and at least do like, don't outsource everything. Outsource like, you know, five posts. Don't outsource posts every day. Just do five posts a month or something. Find what you can outsource and do it right away because you need to get the handle to start outsourcing. Especially when you start, you have so much things to do. Yes. Like when right now I have more free time. Like I could do a bunch of stuff. I have two podcasts. Yeah. I, can, I can do stuff. But yeah. when I start something, well, then we don't have time. The only way to survive, to be less stressed out, is to outsource. So, yeah. 
Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a thought myself. <laughs> I recommend. So, I yeah, recommend. yeah, I think I need to. So I guess like, you know, when you're doing an online, you're, you know, you become an online entrepreneur, it, it, you probably would advise that it's best to have like, you know, a few streams of income, a few streams of things happening. And I guess like, you know, like, Obviously, you've got a few things. You've got two podcasts. You've got your YouTube channel. You've got your agency. You've got your um, Amazon products. Like, I guess it's like, how do you how do you navigate a few streams of income without spreading yourself too thin to be able to juggle everything? Very good point, and it's a learning learning process. I like to jump into stuff, but uh, they are all related. So if you think about it, the I think to start, you can create multiple streams of income, but they need to support. And they support each other. Agile consultancy and YouTube channel is same thing. Agile YouTube channel is just a front marketing marketing vehicle for my agile consultancy. So again, I create videos. I earn some money from the ads or from the courses I make or from the books I make related to this. But essentially, the ladder that I'm sort of upgrading people to First, they go to YouTube, they learn about me, then they might buy my courses, and then they would get my consultancy. So this is a one big one. Mm. The uh, 10 million journey is my accountability tool for my Amazon business to build stuff. I don't earn any money from it, but I share with people so that I can be accountable. Like I really want to grow it, and I know the way for me to do it is to share it with people. Say, I'm doing this. You are all, we can see my progress and this is what drives me. So this is sort of accountability tool for myself. And they're related. The podcast is related to Amazon business. So those and, and Amazon business and podcast, the podcast takes a lot of time. It's not something that I expected when I started. It does take a lot of time. But again, I outsource most of it. The only thing I do is just I speak to the microphone and then I send it to uh, my team and then, then they upload it. They edit, edit it, upload it. So I don't do much there. The second podcast I do, I started, I think, a month ago, just because I need to, I want to talk to amazing people. So my idea was there are lots of people with unusual jobs. I'm really fascinated with people with unusual jobs, like slaughterhouse worker or some hostage survival trainer or a shaman, the like crazy jobs. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, for fun, I need to speak to those people because there's so much things I don't know about it. So, and I booked a couple of big guests and they were ready to talk to me. And I was like, hmm, then I'm doing it. So this one comes one in two weeks. It's called The Unusual Job Show. Somebody want to check it out. And I just yeah. talk to people with sort of very unusual jobs. And I do it for fun. So this is not related to any streams of income. And I don't think I can even make money out of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just fun. So. I love that. That's really cool. I like that. Like, obviously, like a lot of what you do is for fun. And that's why it's able to grow and you're able to do so well, because it's all, you know, you don't have to find motivation to do it. You're just doing it because you want to do it. Like, obviously, you said, you're living the life, the lifestyle that that is fun in all aspects of your life not just surfing but working your family like it's it's fun you know along the across the board which I, yeah. I really love that so yeah it's great to see that you're also kind of you still have time as well to do another podcast where you're engaging yeah. with these people with like cool, cool you know very um different kind of occupations that's really fantastic i love that have you heard any kind of you know um what's kind of the, some of the strangest things you've heard so far since doing oh, that man. podcast oh, man it is crazy it's been it's been uh, 
I think it's been a month and I've interviewed about uh, 15 guests. It's been so crazy, starting from the guy who was uh, held in Iraq for two and a half years with Iraqi militia, militia just took him hostage. Wow. He was uh, being in Iraq and uh, he was exchanged to one of the top terrorists, uh, like he was exchanged back, but he was held hostage in a very bad condition. They almost killed him a couple of times. They killed all his friends. He shared this amazing story. And yeah, that, that was that was probably the craziest one. But I I do talk to people like how slaughterhouse worker tells me how it all works there. It's also I love animals. So for me it's very nerve-wracking. And oh then, wow. Yeah, we talk with a shaman from uh, Vietnam and he's talking about some crazy rituals, how they eat heads of a snake or how they do exorcistic things. So it's just like a crazy movement <laughs> of things that I never expected. And that's what I love. It's just, just love. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's so crazy. I, like, I thought crazy, but I, like, I love that you, you're intrigued yeah. by it so much. Even things that, that you're against, I guess, but you're still able to have conversations with somebody who does work in that kind of field of like the slaughterhouse. And, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Where do you find these people? Uh, Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, everywhere. Like whenever yeah. I see somebody's doing something crazy, I find them email address, I contact them. And interestingly enough, most of them are ready to talk. Like I would not expect that. So I, I will never think the slaughterhouse workers would go and talk to me about their job because it's like such a secluded thing and you don't want anyone to know. But I talked to two already and they, they are very open and they tell me everything about the whole process and stuff like that. So weirdly, weirdly enough. That- that's fantastic and is that something you do yourself you email these people because you're not you know you're not getting anybody to do this for you yeah this is what i'm doing myself this is my my fun project so i might outsource it as (laughs) i was thinking about that you're like somebody can go find the people for you (laughs) i mean i i would create like a list of people but like reaching out to them it's a little bit sort of takes time so but actually i find it's something that does not take that much time like take me a couple of minutes to do, it's much easier to do it myself. Like if I'm in the process of finding people and it will take me like, I don't know, I create a habit to, to look for two people, let's say, a night. So just go on Reddit and search for something crazy. And then, oh, this person is like doing interview. And then I would reach to them. So it doesn't take me a long time. And now they have templates and everything. So it's not that bad. So stuff like that doing myself. Same as a lot of people I know, uh, there's people who check in their emails and like filtering all the emails from them and stuff like that. For me, I just create filters that I, a, I, I delete everything that is not related and I have a good filters on my Gmail. So never, I never have this issue. So I don't need someone to go in my mailbox and like read, read a bunch <laughs> of stuff. I assume if you're like Tim Ferriss and you're getting like a million emails a day, <laughs> that makes sense. But I don't, which I actually happy about. That's I, a I great thing. Yeah, I don't try to like be big and I no, don't try no. to scale the business to be big. I my goal is to have fun. So <laughs> I'm doing every, again, everything supports my vision. Even this podcast is yeah. just fun. And if I don't have enough fun, I do some crazy stuff like triathlons or I do marathons or I ski and surf. But also sometimes I have to connect and yeah. So 
Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that you have so many different things and passions and things that, you know, and I like how your main mission is, is fun. Like that's, that's really fantastic. Um, yeah. And I think it's great when you, when you want to reach out or have a conversation with someone to you, for you to do it personally as well, because you're able to like read or, or, or kind of read more about them before you reach out and kind of engage more and it allows that more of a, I guess, familiarity and build rapport with them. So yeah, I think it's doing it yourself would be like a, for sure. for a better connection and, and yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. So, like, relative to, I guess, like, you know, well, for, for you to have gone from zero to two hundred to two hundred thousand so far, because that's what you've done so far. Well, where, where, like, how many years did you say, like, of you really instilling all these different things and starting out? Like, how long did it take for you to go from zero to two hundred? Well, that's only on Amazon. Let's be let's be clear about that. Since you're sure. talking about my whole life, yeah, uh, my agile consultancy is plus minus depending on the clients I have is about six figures as well. Yeah. And Amazon business is six figures. So, so they, they both are six figures, but different six figures. But yeah, if we just talk about Amazon. Um, how long did it take me? So when we started out, we made a couple of huge mistakes and I can tell you about those so people don't make them. Um, so first mistake we did was like, Oh, we're going to, we bought the course and I recommend people to, if you don't know something to find mentors or find courses that will really help you out because just starting yourself. Well, people already did that. You don't have yeah. to go through the same, same thing. So no. essentially we got our first product, which was kids binoculars. And they were, we're like, okay, course recommends to start selling your master selling or kids binoculars were green. Everybody's like green binoculars. Like, okay, we'll add a little bit magnifying glass, small magnifying glass as a bundle. So people could be like, oh, I can have a magnifying glass and a binocular. So cool. Yeah. And then we put it into a market and there will be like uh, Amazon page one will be like green binoculars with thousand reviews, green binoculars, thousand reviews or hundred reviews. And then our green binoculars with small magnifying glass nobody could even see. We would have zero sales. That's what happens. Uh, and people should, should be ready for this. And I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on my 10-minute journey podcast, and they all say the same thing. You'd think I open a store, they some sounds like my physical stores, or open a business, I give a product, people will run into that. Never happens. It's just empty. Yeah. People don't buy it. So we really were struggling and really were stressed out because we what I did not understand that I couldn't just launch the same thing. It doesn't mm. work this these days that you just launch something that everyone else is selling and you're somehow, if you don't understand how would you sort of become successful, you probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to understand, okay, thinking about that, and I did the whole episode on this on my podcast as well because people are asking those questions. I'll probably figure something new niche, let's say binocular for girls or even change the color. Don't make it like green, just look like yeah. orange, do something crazy. Sure. At least be different so people can... So we're losing money. It was about $10,000 on that one. Then we started to launch um, supplements. We launched one for uh, females, like female issue supplement. And uh, it was going well. And then Amazon just closed us. They were like, oh, using some claims that are not. Amazon's doing this, things, which mm. is they control stuff. And they also, they have lots of people who don't really understand what they're doing because they are all over the place. But they sort of need to moderate. So they moderated. They closed us. And we spent six months getting back, and then when we got back, this wasn't selling that well. So, uh, so we were like stressed out. And then we launched a couple other products, and then they start to sell well. So about year two and a half, we start to break even because when you find a good product, really sells. Each of our products are bringing us hundred thousand dollars. So that's pre. We have only two products, and we launched a third one. And the third one, I followed everything that I was 
sort of collecting with all this experience and I was able to launch a product with zero reviews, it's already will be probably on the way to do $100,000, another $100,000 product. But we got some issue with the quality, so we have to we have to delay this. So now, oh. supplements. People don't start with supplements. <laughs> lots and lots of <laughs> but we're really into like making the best quality and sort of being really really into supporting our our customers anywhere we can because it's really important that they digest something that's really good and healthy for them. So we. Uh, we had issue when uh, we had like a, uh, when they're melting, like in a, in a heat, the supplement was like start like deforming. We're like, sure. no. So we had to sort of uh, get back to formulators and figure out the way how to how to solve this problem. Fair Nothing enough. health related, so it's still like safe to digest. Sure. People don't like when they're melted. So like, no, no, no. Okay, we'll just we'll just uh, we'll just uh, we actually recalled everything, and uh, yeah, so big problems, yeah. but also. Yeah, this is a brand that will bring me a first million and then I'm planning to scale it to, to 10 million. This one and brand, yeah. probably sell it then and uh, enjoy and then open something else, enjoy, enjoy it. Even yeah, more. that's fantastic. <laughs> Have even more fun. That's it. I love that. That's so fantastic. So, and yeah. so what about with the agency? Like how long did you start like, you know, from, from, from when you started to now? How many years has that been for you, since you started like, you know? Doing yeah, well. so agency is about it's uh, it's a five years old agency. So how it started is I was a developer and developers work in agile environments. So there's like scrums and stuff like that framework to help people to work in agile. And I would do that when I was a developer in a company. So every time I would say I want to sort of lead this thing, so I would do that. And then I realized I'm really good at that because I would lead that for like many many years. So. Before it was starting agency for about five years, I was already or six years I was doing that, mm. and then and then I would uh, I decided to quit my developer job and just do this agile thing, and uh, I would get a client uh, that uh, were really big governmental client actually that needed something like me, so I would still go to work, which is not ideal. It wasn't like sort of B2B was most like I was a contractor for them. So I'd go to work, they would pay me hourly and I would sort of control my taxes, which still to me is a full-time employee, you're just in different sense of it. Sure. So then after that, I'm like, I don't really like that. So I, will, I went back to development. Uh, I actually, at that point, I started to do my YouTube channel because I was already doing it for work. And that when uh, people started sort of asking me actually to do some trainings and stuff. So it's started pretty quickly. I'm, it might take me, you know, four or five months to upload some videos and just give people value. And then I will start getting some, some occasional clients. Before that, I would get some clients maybe who know that I'm doing Agile, but very rarely. At that point, I would get some of them just paying me a lot, I guess, to, to help them. And uh, yeah, then I would quit this client and I went back to development because I was like, okay, I want to travel. So I still need to get back to my vision. I want to travel. I want to have life of fun. So I'm a developer. I do it very, very well. And some, I mean, I'm not a great developer. I'm just dedicated to some, some sort of languages I know well, and I'm sort of get, can navigate them very, very sort of easily. It doesn't take me lots of time. I can do something that other can do twice as fast. People love that. So one company would hire me to be sort of full-time, but remote, completely remote. And I would control my time. So they're like, do this, this, and that, and then. So I would complete everything for them, really happy, and then I would enjoy myself, which is also freedom. I'm getting there, so slowly I would get there. At some yeah. point, 
some point, uh, the Amazon thing would go better, the uh, Agile, I might get some clients, and then these guys would say, okay, the COVID hit, some of our clients are not sort of ready to, like, we can have you full-time. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I need because I was actually planning to talk to them that I need to go part-time because I really want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to be this, this guy. And, yeah, uh, yeah so they're like, uh, I was like, well, you guys want to hire me as a contractor, so only when you have work, you, you want to hire my company, I would say. So I, I opened, like, for the same agency, I say, I'll give you a developer work. So if you guys have some clients, want me to do some work for you. I'll do that for particular languages, particular clients. They're like, yeah, this one client loves you, so why don't you continue working with this client? I was like, amazing. I'll do that. I also will do my Agile and do my Amazon, and I now have enough time to do that. It does, I, it does hit me a little bit financially because I was earning a lot as being a full-timer. Now I don't have that many hours. Cool. But this allows me to think critically. I'm like, okay, now I need to, I create a courses for Agile. I need to sort of do stuff and hustle. And that's what I love. So putting myself in a comfortable position allowed me to, to go full time. So. Yeah, that's very interesting you say that because like I was reading this study that really showed like, you know, you increase kind of your intelligence or your emotional and, and you know, in critical intelligence um, through putting yourself into a hard situation. So when you do have a, a like a, a hard problem or something or a difficult time or, or a, you know, even financial difficulty to be able to problem solve and critical think that requires, that actually increases your, you know, your, your creative thinking or your, your critical thinking and, and your intelligence. So like I, I see how like it benefits you when you when you do put yourself under the pump a little bit yeah. um, and, and put that pressure on yourself yeah it's been it's been sort of a little, a little bit tough adjusting but i'm actually i'm this kind of person i i did not come from like poverty like i had like middle class family so i always had what i needed to i didn't have like excessive stuff but i also had what i needed to. so for me when i get less when i sort of struggle Actually, I like it. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'm gonna live next month. So I need to think, think something, think about it. Sure. So, because being too safe for me is like, ah, then I'm just lazy and just like, ah, oh, whatever. It's not gonna yeah. do much. But now when I'm like, hmm, I have this client now. I have, I have a development client. I have this client. I have Amazon. And Amazon, since we need to recall, we're still waiting. So we're not getting any money for, I don't know. Three, three weeks now, there's zero money because we had to recall some of the stuff while they do it to bring yeah. it back. And I'm like, hmm, now I don't have any. Amazon doesn't bring me any money. So those clients are not there. I'm like in a bad position. I have to like dig into my savings or something like that. And now I'm like, hmm, what else I can do? And I actually love it. And I think that's uh, that's really motivates me. I mean, again, I find it fun. I That's fantastic. In, in this, in this what do you tell you? What do you tell yourself? Go, oh shit, I'm making less now. Oh, I've got a bit of thing. Like, if you do love it, like, what are you? What are you thinking? Like, what are you telling yourself to be able to be comfortable with that? I would be like, I know that I can power it through. I know that uh, I know that this is not something unusual. I know that the worst case, take a loan or have some savings, use some savings, but. I also don't want to do that. That's that's that was makes me uncomfortable because mm. I don't like that. I like to. I mean, like then I'm thinking maybe how would I get more clients? Like what do I do to at this point just to this month get more clients for my let's say agile business? Maybe I should like right now I'm earning seven hundred dollars from YouTube. Maybe I should do thousand. So how do I do that? Maybe I should launch more videos. Maybe I should launch this kind of videos. 
And uh, now I'm like studying some new software, so I'll be launching that. Maybe I should do a course. Well, nobody's buying my course. Maybe I should optimize my landing pages. Maybe I should do a book. Maybe I should do this and that. So I'm just constantly like thinking, thinking, thinking. And since I have lots of, I recommend have multiple streams. So I have multiple streams I can sort of start figuring out. Okay, so Amazon, I cannot do much because in a month I can't launch a new product. And I also have free products that the cash flow in Amazon, like we still need to pay like $100,000 to just buy those products. Mm. Like, so it's, it's a lot of money. So that's why we're like, okay, we don't have that money yet. So let's Amazon do their stuff. We're waiting for them. Um, and we're going to pay for our sort of expenses, but they're not as high on Amazon side. So we're like, okay, that's fine. But to survive, to live, well, now I need to sort of uh, find more clients or just, just do something like find more ways how to sell the same thing that bring people more value. Essentially, it's all about just bring people value. And that's what I'm doing. So maybe I should just go and do something for free and then ask them if they want to like do anything. Just, uh, my, my head is just spinning all the time. And yeah. yeah, at this point, I did find a client who's really good. They, they love me. And I do have uh, this development client also likes me. So. That's fantastic. And so, so that's so great. That's so great, Anatoly. How are you building, I guess, your relationship with your clients? Like, well, what are you, why are the clients wanting you? What, what do you, I guess, like, what is your main thing to be able yeah, to, yeah. for a client to have you, you know? Very important to be, uh, to, sh- to be there. So let's say I do agile videos with myself, explaining stuff lots, lots of times. So this guy, when he contacted me, this is what he said. I know you're very expensive because you're an expert and you have all those videos, you're spending so much time talking about it, but I want to hire you anyway because you're the only guy who is doing this on YouTube and I can follow your free videos for months. And now I want to pay you because I get so much free value from you that I think I should hire you and you, you need to help me out. And I'm like, okay. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe so, that he said that to you. That's fantastic. So essentially, every, I mean, it's like the ultimate thing. You need to bring people value. And I think that many people don't understand that. I was just talking to this woman on my podcast and she is, she opened five businesses and she, I think most of them are making seven figures. And I'm like, wow. So what's, what's the approach? And we, we talked to her that a lot of people don't like to do stuff for free. So when, mm. I think when she's starting out, some, some of the things she would say, I would do those for free just to show you that I can and a lot of people are like, oh, doing stuff for free. No, I'm worth something. But essentially, yeah. if you're not an expert, what you need to do is you need to get yourself out there. So if you're listening to me like, and I totally did that for five years, that's why he knows stuff. Well, if you don't know that, just find what you're good at and do it for free. If you do it for free enough times, people would like you to, be, to do stuff for free. If you do it uh, enough times, people will pay you money. If you do it amazingly well, people pay you money right away. You do it, they'll still pay you money. They'll do it for free. They're like, I still want to pay you money. Lots of stuff happening that you just do something like, oh, you did so well. I cannot accept it for free. It's too good. And they'll, they'll, they'll keep on hiring you. So that's, that's one of the ways to bring people value, whether it's products, whether it's services, anything. Just bring people value. It's, it's that's, as easy as that. That's, that's fantastic. And how do you, other than like your YouTube channel and things like that, that bring clients, how are you also, you know, seeking clients yourself like how what are you how are you bringing them to you yeah so some advertising we do i do google ads i do mostly actually mostly youtube right now because you're not calling anybody uh for the agile business no 
Okay. So mainly it's all advertising and, and people watching your videos and listening to your podcast. Yeah, sharing and like, it on oh, LinkedIn, yeah. sharing it on social media. Yeah, I, I don't actually call anybody for agile business. I would. I don't have any issues with calling. I do a lot of calling on Amazon side. I need to find a supplier, just call for 70 people, just nonstop. But uh, I didn't have to. I mean, right now, if I don't get this, if this client drops off, I'll get on the phone and stop calling. Yeah, it's one of the things I'll do. But I didn't have a need to do that. And uh, I always know the, the other thing why I'm comfortable, I guess. And I think yeah. it's important because people are like, hmm, he's, I mean, he still looks too comfortable if you don't have any, anything. <laughs> but the thing is that um, I chose a career path and everybody, I think it's important to have some career behind you that you can always go back to. So mm. no shit hits a fan and nobody's going to do be, by Agile. Nobody's going to do, Amazon's going to just blow out. I'm just going to go and work as a software developer. I'm going to put my, I mean, I'm pretty good at that. I think my LinkedIn is really well optimized. I'm getting maybe two or three messages from recruiters looking for a job every single week. So I'll probably just go and find a job again. I don't like it. It's not going to support my vision, but I'm, I, it's fine. I'm not special. I might fail. And it's good to fail. It's good to fail yeah. sometimes. So fail, I'll get back, and I'll come back here. But I'm, I'm going to keep on doing this circle yeah. until, until I'm going to succeed. So I don't really care if I, if I need to spend more time. Time is important, but then my, my goal is was the most important. My goal is to have fun, to travel. I'm already doing that. So if I need to take a sort of… Sort of detour. Uh, detour. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Talking, take a detour. Just work for another, I don't know, year, collect, like get my money back in order and come back. I don't care as long as I support my vision. That's fantastic. So I, I, I think that people who are working full time, if that's your vision, if you're supporting your vision, working full time, it's totally fine. I'm not saying you should be an entrepreneur, but if you have a vision that I want to travel the world, and lots of people I talk, they're like, I want to travel the world. Why are you not doing that? Because I only have 10 vacation days. How oh, it's going to change? It's never going to change. Well, then what are you doing here? Why are you working at a place and not doing anything else? And only one, if you only have 10 vacation days and you're never going to travel the world, that's your goal? Are you just wasting your life? Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Don't <laughs> No, that's fantastic. You're definitely a great example of somebody who's able to, you know, like you said, you you were just a middle class guy and you, you're doing this, doing that, and you're still just trying to scale to like live the, you know, your mission to live that fun life and live a fulfilling life, and 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 you're doing it. It's I love it. Like, like okay, this is not going to work. Okay, let me do this. Oh, let me try that. Like, it's so great that you're an action man as well. Like, you're like, you know, it's not just talk or not just thinking about it. You're like, oh, I'm going to try this, and you put it out there. Oh, I'll try this and put it out there and see what comes back to you. I think the problem where a lot of people are like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And think about doing this. Oh, but I can't. Oh, but it's not going to work. And they never follow through. No one takes any action or takes any steps or even gives it enough time to like see what could happen. Like it, it takes time, like you're saying, before you get clients or things pick up yeah. or you monetize or people see or notice you. Actually, yeah, that made me think about one thing. So, and I actually, that's actually a really good trick. I really recommend people who are in this position, as you're saying, that they are like, eh, I don't know what's going to work, what need to do. In my YouTube channel when I started, I say, I say that I will do one video a week for a year. And if I don't like it in a year, I'll just quit. Mm. 
So I, and that's really good thing because essentially you might think that you're marrying something for years. Well, you're not. Just try something and set yourself a goal. For my podcast, I said, I'll do 300 episodes for my uh, 10 million journey. I'll do 300 episodes. So about one a day, maybe for a year, maybe a little less. And then if I don't think it brings me value, if I don't think I'm having fun, if it's not uh, supporting my vision, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say publicly, you know, guys, I started this, but I don't like this podcast anymore. Bye-bye. And I will just quit. It's fine to quit. It's fine yeah. to quit. And I think what people don't understand, they're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this for all my life. It's totally wrong. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's your yeah. life. It's like, exactly. it doesn't matter. Like, do this, do that. Who cares? And it was yeah. like, oh, people will see you fail. Well, if you start your business, like nobody sees you. You're not like me who is doing 10 million journey podcasts and saying, for the whole world, I'm going to just do it. If you're building your own small business, nobody sees it. Nobody knows it's huge. Open a store. Who knows that it's like Anatoly? Nobody. No. Well, that's if you so don't true. want your family to know, just don't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's your cares? life. It's, yeah. It's just like people overcomplicate stuff. And I that's think right. when you look at it simp- simply, like, I want to do this. That's why I need to do this. I'll try. It doesn't work. It's fine. Just try something else. Go back to work. The worst thing you can do is you'll still, still sit in your cubicle and talk to your colleagues who are depressed. Like it's, it's <laughs> like, I mean, exactly. I get you. I get it's you. The, the, the it's the worst, worst case scenario. Exactly. I think, yeah, yeah the, the, the big problem, like I think that, you know, hinders and stops a lot of people is what is everybody going to think if I don't succeed? So I'm not going to start like, or yeah. I'm like, well, who cares? Like, like you said, no one notices you. Nobody knows until you're doing yeah. something well. That's when they see you. So like you can start anytime or stop or, or quit. Like you said, like, you know, quitting is not, quitting is good. It puts you into a direction of you succeeding. Like if something's not working, quit, do, go do something else. Yeah. We all think when we or even start podcasting, I think when we start podcasting, we'll have like millions of people just running there looking yeah. for your podcast. And everybody's like, everybody's not about it. Like, no. Nobody will listen to it. Nobody will use your stuff until you sort of explicitly tell them to do it. So to, for people to know about you, you need to sort of put yourself really hard there. Show yourself. And if you don't, like nobody will. So just enjoy it. Like do whatever you do. Who exactly. cares? I mean, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Anatoly, for coming onto the podcast. What I do like to ask my guests, um, no matter who they are, at, by the at the end of the podcast, how has this conversation with me, just talking things out loud, I guess, highlighted anything to yourself? Uh, it's put things in like logical sort of my my brain. It's put in this logical compartment that I think I'm in the right path. Like talking to you, talking it through, I'm like. Uh, am I on the right path? Because you always ask yourself. As an entrepreneur, you're always unsure. So talking to it again, I think uh, just proves to myself that I'm on the right path. And it also seems like, yeah, we have, uh, seems like it's, you're, you're, you're in agreement with that as well. So you give me confirmation that. And I appreciate that highly. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm just happy, happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for coming onto the podcast. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farag. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you listeners the question again. 
What thinking and behavior is needed to become an online entrepreneur? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you are from. We'll include some different responses in next week's Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get to Know You.